0: what it is coming from brooklyn bringing that truth never gonna lie never gonna lose always on top keeping it steady he'll make you tap out or you won't be ready he got the suplex breaking your back now everyone in the world gonna listen to taz all right here we go all right welcome welcome to the Tad show ladies and gentlemen yes hello it's me, Taz, and this is The Taz Show. Thank you for downloading this episode at Radio.com or on the Radio.com app or the website or Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play Store. I think I got it right. I think that was wrong. But wherever you're pulling it in, I appreciate you doing it. You know that. So thank you so much. Uh, we're going to have a pretty good episode here. I mean... um, Got to uh, give you some thoughts and opinions on uh, Big Man's back, Lesnar, the Beast, Brock. He's back. So we're going to talk about that for a little bit. Talk about this new championship, WWE, uh, the 24-7 championship. Got some thoughts and opinions on that. So, you know, kind of just a chill, laid-back type of episode just to shoot the shit with you guys a little bit. Uh, Talk a little business, uh, you know what I mean? Um, uh, Before we get rolling, man, as you guys know, it's like... It's getting warmer out, and everybody's driving much more on the road. So, you know, NHTSA, click it or ticket. The campaign is a true, a bona fide true lifesaver, guys. And here's a couple examples. When you're not wearing your seatbelt, you're risking serious injury or death. Cops are stepping up enforcement and writing tickets, so don't take the risk, guys. It's not worth it, and there's no good excuse, no good excuse uh, for not buckling up no matter how far you're driving. Whether you think it's uncomfortable Or you just forgot, always buckle up It's very, very important I personally always do, and I've been doing that for years I'm a firm believer in buckling up uh, While in a car Passenger, back seat, Jones, driver's seat Don't matter Uh, Big part of the Taz show Well, you just heard it before It's a little bit of a ding, right? Ding, right? Ding, we're all about the ding here Well, ding it, right? You listen to the seatbelt guy And you buckle up, you ding it up When you get in your car, and it can say Save a life. So buckle up whatever you love. Also, no matter if it's a friend or a family member, whatever yourself, buckle up while you're in a car. Be smart, guys. Wear your seatbelt, click it or tick it. So, um, as I said, we will get into some matters here. First, in no particular order. Uh, I want to talk about um, about Brock Lesnar, uh, and then later on we'll get into the uh, 24-7 championship belt and are there too many championship belts in the WWE? So we'll get into that a little bit also. So Brock Lesnar, so he's back. He came back at Money in the Bank. For those that didn't realize what happened at the very tail end, he shocked the world in Hartford, Connecticut. And by the way, side note, Jones, I thought that the uh, Money in the Bank show was pretty good. I liked a lot of the matches I love what they're doing with the women's division I think it's great um, The physicality I felt In winning the bank uh, f- For the most part, most of the matches was excellent I mean, for sure And this particular match that I'm speaking of <clears throat> Excuse me uh, with, with Finn and Andrade and Randy Orton Baron Corbin, Ricochet uh, Who else is in that? McIntyre, Ali Um was ultra physical i mean really really wicked stuff i mean really good stuff and i thought the hartford audience the live audience was excellent uh and brock lesnar showed up at the very end of this thing he was it was like well why he's not in the match how's he in the match he's not in the match but yet braun strowman was sent home earlier in the night by uh by triple h so because they thought that uh, braun was the person who hung Sami Zayn upside down and attacked Sammy Sammy and all his jazz. And regardless, Brock Lesnar showed up and was in it. So I think the internet wrestling community, the hardcore fan base, really pissed off about it, really angry that Brock's back, really pissed about the match how that he just showed up at the end and won after, you know, everything, and just basically knocked Ali off the ladder, climbed to the top of the gimmick, and got the briefcase. Honestly, this might not be the popular thing That maybe a lot of content providers are saying But I I, I, I thought it was great uh, Brock's a superstar, guys Brock is a superstar And WWE right now needs as many superstars as possible They need to build other stars They do need to do that But he is a star He's a superstar And I know I'm in the minority when I put this thing over I don't care I don't give a shit that I'm in the minority. <laughs> I'll give you my honest opinion. You could hear it, and a friend of mine was at the building in Hartford. Okay, and he told me, you know, when 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 um, Ali was fixing to, to grab the briefcase, and then Lesnar's music hit before Ali grabbed the briefcase. You know, they did a high spot where uh was it corbin was was climbing a ladder and i think ali was climbing i'm trying to remember it Was a couple days ago climbing over corbin and then they did a high spot where ali got rid of corbin over the top rope and there was nobody left in the ring ali was alone and he was going to the top to get this briefcase the audience in Hartford, they they were and a buddy of mine was telling me who was there and then I watching it, I, I'm like, I felt it, you know, it's a different sound sometimes when you're at the arena as opposed to watching it on your computer or your TV or streaming, whatever, on your television through the WWE Network, whatever you do. When you're in the building, like most of you guys have been to wrestling shows, you know, it's a different sound. And a buddy of mine who was actually in the audience, well, he was, he was backstage, but like in the crowd area so he could hear it. He was in the arena area. And this is no knock on the kid, but he said when Ali was climbing, it was like you couldn't. There was really no pop. There was, and that resonated at home. Like I didn't hear no noise for that. And the kid's a great worker, but I, like he's just not made yet. And and he's getting ready to win the win the money in the bank, you know, briefcase. And there was nothing. There was no sound, and that's not a knock on him. It shows that they they need to do a better job of building, young uh, making these young kids into stars. Uh, and Ali's uh, Ali is on the come up, and and you know, hopefully this this match that they did on Sunday will help him. But the difference when Lesnar came out, when his music hit, I mean, it was you know massive pop, just a massive pop, and it was that holy shit pop. Like, whoa! And like you know that kind of pop, like you know people were shocked, shocked everyone. I thought the announcers did a good job uh, in the shock and awe. I, I I felt that from the announce desk, Michael Cole in particular. Um, definitely Cole's great at it and he knows how to do that, and you know he's great at it, and he did it. And um, I, you know, I, dude, I gotta tell you, like I'm 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 cool with it, man. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with they did on Sunday with Brock coming out and winning it, uh, no problemo. I gotta tell you, as a former talent I wouldn't have been Called it. I mean, as, if I was still wrestling I probably wouldn't be called it Because while, while they did a good job shooting Camera wise, all the all the guys That were down, you know Ricochet and, and McIntyre, Finn All these guys that were selling on the ground once, once that Brock had that Briefcase Looking at those, all those men Down, selling Man, ah as a former worker, I, I was like, I felt for them. I'm like, wow, these guys just busted their ass for all this time in this match. Had a really, 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 really good match. And put their bodies on the line, taking all these bumps on these fucking ladders. And then, you know, one guy comes out at the very end, doesn't have to, does not have to crack a sweat, and wins the gimmick. It's heat, guys. It's heat. And that's what they're going for. It's not just heat. For you guys the audience and for me The audience and for fans It's heat for The locker room and it's kind of like They're creating that Where Brock is just and, and I know it's been going on For a while where he don't have any dates As many dates as the other guys and all that stuff And when he was full time he wasn't really full Time and he was on top as universal champ forever He didn't work the town he didn't have to Make all the town ta- all this shit and I, I've i been Singing his praises for being a smart businessman I mean and I still will Anybody who puts a deal together as a veteran That you know has limited days cl- Has a days clause with limited dates in it They are a good businessman Or have good representation that, that Protects their interest as far as not having them Work too many dates That's called good business It's that simple And, and that's at the end of the day That's what professional wrestlers are They are they are businessmen and women it, That's it And you own a business And that business is your body So you have to protect that body and get as much longevity out of that body as you can I I didn't I ended up getting injuries and I had to hang them up early But I was blessed that I was Able to segue and get the opportunity to segue into a different business as behind the announce desk, you know, which helped me continue making a living and and continue with a career but point is if you can get limited dates, then you're doing the right thing. So I've always said that about Brock, about Brock, and you guys who listen to my content for a long time, you you guys know that I've always sung the praises of him as, a, him as a businessman. I understand it's not the popular decision. I understand that it pisses people off. It pisses off wrestlers. I get it. I get it. But they're creating that heat there with him, and 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 even the the next night on Raw. Okay, what they did on Raw. Now some of that I wasn't crazy about. Okay, I loved Heyman's promo. I love Brock coming out, doing the boombox thing with the, with the briefcase, which was just, I don't know, it was just funny. Um, I'm old enough to know what the fucking boombox is, I guess. But I, and I thought Paul's promo was tremendous. I mean, I, I, I really, really did. And what I did not like, I liked that Kofi was a surprise there, and he did the whole, I'm not a big fan of the wild card thing, but you know what, he's there. And Kofi was there, and obviously, you know, Seth Rollins. So you have... Both champions there doing a segment there, and, and and that opening segment, you know, with the WWE champion and Kofi Kingston and the Universal champion and Seth Rollins. Um, what I did, I don't I have no problem with that, but I don't like how they got into it, where it was the two champions were subservient to Lesnar, you know, and and even Paul pointed out in his promo which is good heel heat and Paul knows how to do that and that's why it was I'm sure Paul wrote it it was written that way cuz it's smart you know and I'm paraphrasing but Paul said something to Kofi and Rollins as they were cutting their promos and I'm again paraphrasing he said something like look at you two you two guys you guys are arguing or fighting to get your hands on Brock Lesnar who has the the money in the bank you know he's the challenger Lesnar, where he could challenge whenever he wants. You know because with the briefcase and the rules, as we all know, with the the money back rules. And Paul pointed that out that the champions are um are jockeying for lack of a better terms to try and get after, you know what I mean? Like get after uh get after Lesnar first. I I don't know. I just thought that that was a little I, I I'm as far as the overview booking of it. That part right there, like I was, I wasn't crazy about that. I got to be honest with you. I I feel like ch- the champion, the head champ, the lead champ is just that—the champ. And you no, know, okay, so on Raw, you got Universal Champion Rollins, as we know, and you got Kofi, uh, WWE Champion. I, I and and those guys need to be head and shoulders. No one, they they should never come across on TV in their characters and they should never be written in their characters like they are subservient to anybody anybody i just my opinion that just shouldn't happen maybe i'm old school maybe i'm old school could be maybe i'm old school but i just i just don't i don't feel it i just don't i just don't i mean they're at the, their top and then to have them tag up—I mean, I understand they won against Lashley and Corbin in no DQ match. Uh, uh, what Lesnar confronting those guys? But I wasn't even crazy about that about them tagging up. I, I mean, you know, just I—I I, I, I wasn't crazy about that what they did on Raw. I mean, I don't think Raw was exactly great, but I'm not going to get too much into the, the woods with that. But so I'm just saying, like for me, the overview of having not just one champion but both champions subservient to anyone I don't think is a good move and I felt that loud and clear especially when Paul pointed it out I mean I felt the right heat like wow Paul you son of a bitch wow Leslie you suck oh my god that real, you know a, 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 you know mocking out as a heel uh, uh, going against a heel but then I started putting my wrestling hat on, thinking about the two champions and my former champion hat on, and I'm like, I, I'm not crazy about this. <laughs> I'm not crazy about this, about the, how, how I felt for Kofi and for Rollins. I, I did that that part. I did not like, you know. Um, I don't know. So at the end of the day, does it really? Is it going to damage those two guys? No, I don't think so. Both those guys are over in their own right pretty strong you know what i mean so i don't think that it's gonna like you know really hurt them and oh my god it's horrific it's horrible it's really bad and all this stuff no i don't think so i i you know during my time like when i was the ecw world champ i <clears throat> excuse me i would not i would not um i was very protective of of that character always as everybody knows i mean just watch any shoot interview and he's ECW former ECW guys all bury me for years left and right well at least it's rehashed they're not burying me anymore but it's just rehashed old stuff that these YouTube people just put out to get views And make get a check from YouTube for $15 a a month so I hope it's worth it so to disparage people But anyway I digress that's my inside voice coming out so that's what happens sometimes so uh, Yes exactly so um uh, (laughs) um anyway yeah I I was very protective of my character and I was very serious. I was all business, and I was, um, especially when I became became champion. And just because someone is protective of being a champion doesn't mean okay. That means they doesn't want to do jobs. That that does that's that that almost that's not even it. It's how the champion is portrayed to the viewer. That's the key, and that. Let's just not even get into wins and losses The champion needs to be portrayed Always in a strong light Any big time champion in the wrestling business With the big time push Always had that feel From the Hulk Hogan's To the Ric Flair's You know, I mean Those two guys, uh, you know Always had that right feel as champions. WWE has done that. All the companies have done that. WWE's done that with The Rock as a champ, always in the right light. Always Triple H, Stone Cold, always. And there's a right way to do that. And that's I don't, I don't think having those guys come off cross subservient is the right thing. Like I know for me, I would have given a lot of pushback. I would have been like closed door meeting. Like, listen, I, I'm just not comfortable with this. I just think this hurts as a champion. Um, that's how I was. You know, I, I this this younger generation might be a little bit different. Um, you know what I mean. So, I I, I think everything that the champion. Everything that you feel like when you watch the champ, if it's a backstage interview, if it's the champion arriving to the arena, if it's the way the champion's entrance is done, um, his promo in the ring or her promo in the ring, it it's got it's gotta be it's the champ. It's gotta be revered. It's gotta be top. Having the two champs side by side and you know, the advocate for Brock Lesnar, you know, kind of saying, Look, look at you guys, look what you're doing. I mean, it's great for Paul's heat. And it's definitely great for Lesnar's heat I don't know how much it helps the helps Those babyface champions shine So, again, I'm probably overthinking it <laughs> That could happen That definitely could happen I know this much, I'm dry <laughs> A little change A little change with the liquid Just being honest I'm going to be drinking something It's not water It is not water right now It's not, no it's not This is you wouldn't know if I was drinking water or not. I'm just being honest cuz that's what I do. Ice Coffee Jones, okay? Black, black, unsweetened. Ice. That's my gimmick. Once it gets warm up. Hang on. Oh, Coffee Jones. Huh. Ice Java City. Yeah, that's nice. Beautiful. See, I didn't have to tell you. I didn't have to tell you. But I did. I'm honest. 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 All right. Taz, we are right back. And we'll talk a little about this uh, 24-7 champion belt thing. Hang on. All right. We're back here on the Taz Show. Yeah. All right. We're going to... Um Get into a little bit about this championship title gimmick here and this new thing WWE has. They, they brought it out on Raw. This 24-7 thing. have some thoughts on that. By the way, I don't know if you guys saw. a put it over the weekend, I think it was. Posted on the Twitter a little dog match from back in the day. WWF with me. The Tasmaniac versus Scotty Too Hotty. Yeah, this was crazy, man. I don't know how this stuff is like. How people find this shit, I got to be honest with you, I mean, I, I don't know how, I mean, it's like, I, I can't even remember what Twitter account where I grabbed it from, but it was, it was I don't normally watch really a lot of my matches back or especially like that old, geez, and I, you know, I was like, wow, I think maybe this should be shared with the, um. With the viewers, with the followers, I should call you people. Okay, you people, and it was from like nineteen ninety three, I think it was, and I, uh, we posted it on my Twitter on May seventeenth. You can find it in my timeline, but yeah, it was against Scotty Too Hardy and I don't remember shit because I had a couple of dark matches years ago before, like you know, before ECW and all that, and one was in Rochester, upstate New York. One more, I had a couple in Atlantic City, but those were on TVs. I had one in Worcester, Mass, Massachusetts. I feel like this one against Scotty might have been in Worcester cuz he was some up in uh up in New England up high up there in Maine or Massachusetts, Scotty. So, yeah, anyway, so I I just felt like bringing that up. It was um brought back a lot of memories. And I remember going in the locker room back then like d- during my time, you know, getting dark matches in WWF and that's when, you know, all, all all those all those guys from that the big guy era <laughs> were there like from Hulk Hogan and um uh Hulk Hogan, she's Ultimate Warrior, you know, uh, the Hart Foundation, Hercules Hernandez, like, you know, Dino Bravo, Morocco, all these guys were just fucking larger than life. And I remember going in a lot, it was a tight locker room in the one building. I don't know if it was Rochester or Worcester, one of those. It might have been Worcester, that it was a tight locker room and it was just they were just the boys were just laying all over they were just guys laying on the floor sleeping these guys were so tired and beat up from being on the road so much because back then during like the late 80s and early 90s you know uh, mid to late 80s into early 90s WWF man those guys were riot were, were just rolling hard man they were on the road like Jeez, they would have had like two, maybe three days off a month I, mean, I could be off a little bit a day or two But, dude, they were working a lot And you could tell when you saw them backstage Man, these guys were fucking exhausted I was like, wow I, I I, I was like, I felt bad for them But I envied them I wanted to be exhausted like that I wanted to be beat up like that I wanted that So, you know, it's when you really know you want it You really want something and And, like, I envied them know that these guys couldn't even stand up they were so tired and would just been on a road and living on fucking airplanes and rental cars and hotel the hotel and i wanted that life so bad you know and and seeing that was like like up close with the big time wwf it was like i'm right in the locker room like wow this is it look at these guys they're all knocked out dead on the floor It was awesome. You know, they were just tired. They were exhausted, you know. Uh, true story, man. But anyway, uh, yeah, so it brought back those those memories. Uh, um, what else? What the, the, you know, kind of House King stuff I want to say. Oh, yeah, the um, – oh, speaking of the Tasmaniac. Yeah, was that kind of a Tasmaniac weekend on uh, social media for uh, – my social media. Uh, posted a thing on there, too, a match with me and Sabu from right, right before ECW started kind of – And Paul Heyman was managing uh, uh, Sabu, and we were in Michigan somewhere, maybe at Taylor, Michigan, wherever it was, and we we were in like a high school gym and uh, wrestling in front of shit, man, maybe, I don't know, 80 people, 110 people, whatever it was, and we were just Boston ass, we were just working hard <laughs> It was pretty cool And and that got me thinking too, man Because a lot of people, like you people On the social media, like the tweets or retweet Tasmaniac stuff, so I was talking to a friend of mine, he's like Dude, you know, how about You know, doing a Tasmaniac T-shirt I'm like, Tasmaniac T-shirt Like retro Retrofield Jones Oh <laughs> uh, yes, I see Okay, okay, okay yes. It's not a bad idea, right, so I feel. let me ask you people right I, mean, I was gonna put a poll up but eh, no, Enough with the fucking polls with everybody I'm sick of polls um, You know throw me a tweet whatever hey you know what Good idea I'd buy a Tasmaniac t-shirt Yeah you know yeah talk to those uh, jabronis That pro wrestling tees have them do a Tasmaniac T-shirt Taz yeah You know what I mean ha- yeah, yeah be one of these guys Be one of these guys yeah Taz you should Do it I'd be awesome get it do a Tasmaniac T-shirt it'd be awesome it'd be fucking awesome And then don't buy one that's what normally Happens that's what <laughs> That's how shit usually goes. You, you'll put something out and you'll say to people, hey, you guys want, yeah, do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like, this happened two years ago with a shirt, without naming a shirt. We hyped the shirt up. Everybody wanted this sh- t shirt. And it was like the worst selling t shirt I had. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was that we didn't promote harder that were maybe not as cool. Designs sold, outsold it by like 20, like 20 times, you know? Anyway, um, that's a little. Inside T-shirt, baseball, whatever the fuck you would call it. Uh, what else? Well, oh yeah. So la 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 la. You know I do la 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 la. Oh yes, I gotta take care of a little business real quick here and talk to you about my good friends over at Dinah Trap. It's summertime and those annoying. Gnats, flies, insects They're invading your home They're all over the place You try to eat something in the house You got flies around you You got this, mosquitoes And who knows where those flies will last That fly that just landed on top of your burger Or your potato salad in your kitchen While you're watching a baseball game that fly or mosquito could have been anywhere. Another piece of food, or well, take a guess. Gross City, yeah. So I'd like to thank our sponsors over at Dinatrap. Something my home has had for the past couple years. I've loved it. I put it on social media, I showed you guys. Dinatrap is the leading manufacturer of outdoor mosquito and insect traps. And now they've come up with a solution for indoor pests. The Dynatrap Fly Light Correct Dynatrap Fly Light Works day and night To attract and trap flies Fruit flies, mosquitoes And other pesky insects And I've got to say It really works guys Forget those disgusting fly strips The Dynatrap Fly night Fly Light I should say works uh unbelievably it's a really cool night light too that plugs into any indoor outlet in your home trust me i've been using it the Dynatrap Flylight, for a while now and we love it in my house and there's no more of that buzzing stuff going around your home these things are quiet too it's a cool little light like i said get yours at dinatrap.com that's dynatra com. enter the promo code t-a-z and receive 15% off any of their products. Dynatrap, the safe, silent, and simple solution to household insect control. Okay? It's awesome, guys. I'm telling you. Uh, no lie. I'll give you the website one more time. dynatrap.com. Dynatrap.com. And put your promo code in, T-A-Z, and save yourself 15%. It's really tremendous, dude. I'm a big, big supporter. Um We reached out to them because I had had Dynatrap in my home on the outside One of their outdoor uh, ones And my wife and I loved it uh, Like last summer and and then I talked To to people you know in at CBS and stuff and We're like yo uh, Dynatrap's awesome and that's how it all happened And then we got in touch with Dynatrap That's rare, rare Jones That Taz reaches out, that don't happen much Kid, okay, that's uh, <laughs> You know what I'm saying and Anyway, so there's a new title in WWE New title, so some are thinking oh, Wait a minute Taz, what the hell are you talking about There's a new title, there's enough titles How many more titles do they need Well, again um, Let's talk about this for a second Some may think There's way too many titles in WWE Okay some may think that So you have Seth Rollins, Universal Champ Okay, you got Kofi as a WWE Champ You got Bayley, uh, Smackdown Women's Champ, you got Becky Lynch Raw Women's Champ, no more two belt, two belt Becky Becky Two belts. no more of that, that was a cool name though Finn Balor, IC Champion The Condor Champ, Tony Nese, WWE Cruiserweight Champ My man Ray Ray, Rey Mysterio US Champion Okay, you got Tag Team Titles in Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, raw tag team champs, good dudes right there. You got the uh, iconics of the WWE women's tag team champs who are phenomenal. Uh uh Rowan and Daniel Bryan, SmackDown Tag Team Champs. And now, for now, and now by the time you're hearing this, it might have changed because the way they're doing stuff, and I got a funny feeling it will change. Our truth is the 24-7 champ. So uh, now I'm not talking about NXT champs. That's that's there's there's other champs, and then there's the UK champs for NXT too, so there's you know uh, well maybe I should mention them. Uh, let me just think. Gargano, I, Gargano's the NXT champion. Shayna Baszler is the NXT women's champ. Who am I missing? There? Dream, Velveteen Dream, is NXT North American champ. Um oh the, uh, the united kingdom champ is uh, walter big man jones he's the united kingdom champ you got james drake and gibson they had the a nxt tag team champs tony storm's the uk women's champ the nxt nxt uk women's champ i should say so that is you know if we count a tag team as one belt as a championship so let me just see i'm counting now so uh with raw smackdown that's 1, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 17 belts. So let's just say the 17th one was the new one, the 24-7 one that they had Mick Foley uh, bring out, which I thought was clever because Mick was known as the hardcore, the hardcore championship, and a lot of people were assuming it was going to be the hardcore title. But it's the same concept as the hardcore title Okay, where this thing could be Anytime, anywhere, it could be defended Now, okay, so I laid out all the stuff With all the championships and all that stuff So, okay, so that That's set Now, let's talk <clears throat> The concept of the belt Of this championship Again, like I said earlier About Brock Lesnar, I might be in the minority I'll be in a minority of this too I I, I like it Because I kind of lived this back in the day for a little while When I was in WWF wrestling when I first came over Because of the hardcore title Where, you know, we were doing angles and doing stuff Where guys were beating guys and just becoming champion And it was like out of nowhere, you could beat a guy backstage You could do that So it's the same concept And here's what's good about it Excuse me, here's what's good about it and this is why a lot of people are bitching about this But give it a chance Because what's good about this is You're making you got an opportunity to make somebody else And then make someone else right after that A little bit When I say make, give them a little push Otherwise You have some of these people lost in the shuffle somebody's talents lost in the shuffle and, and, and then everybody be bitching about it Everybody be bitching about it They're not doing nothing with this guy They're not doing nothing with that guy this guy has been on TV. This guy keeps losing his matches. That guy keeps losing his matches. Okay, well, wait a minute. So now, let me get this straight. So now we have more or less a segment, and at the top of the segment is this new championship, this twenty four seven title. And now we have a guy like Titus O'Neill win it for the first win it first, and then Bobby Roode. I still won't call him Robert Roode. No, right, <laughs> Robert Roode. And he pins. It. You know, I'm just saying. Now these guys are, and 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 I'm sure on SmackDown there'll be something else what, using. You know, My point is, now it's not just a segment. What whatever. Um, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, Titus working with Bobby Roode. You know, it's like okay. Now there's there's a title there. So I I don't have a problem with it. I'm I'm looking at it optimistically. And as a former wrestler that was not the world champ in WWE and that wasn't pushed to the top of the segment in WWE, I was in that hardcore world, their hardcore world in WWE, which wasn't really hardcore, but in that hardcore division. And I'm telling you from experience, it does help you a little bit because it gets you some TV time that has a little bit of quality to it because there's something at stake. Do I like the name 247? No. I have other names I would have called it. Okay. Um, I, I would have called it something different than that. First thing I thought about when I saw it was round the clock, round the clock championship. So you could defend this thing anytime round, around the clock, you know, not around, like round the clock with an R. But the problem is, then you call it that the RTC Championship, and that's like remember back in the day, write the censor. That wouldn't really be good because it's like you're calling it RTC Championship. Sounds cool, but real fans are like ah oh, fuck, write the sensor, you know. So that that wouldn't work. Um, you know, you could do ATC Championship around the clock. That's not bad. I thought round the clock's better. ATC Championship. I think that's better than twenty four seven ATC. I also like the NDO Championship. This one I like No days off So it's basically this thing that Can be defended at any time You know, just spitballing here and, and the first one I thought of Like initially was like Well, give it a name like what one Word, you know just Give it a championship, the, the name like what, Just give it one word instead If you don't want to do it around, around the clock or You don't want to do no days off championship Give it the name relentless because you got to be relentless to be able to hold on to this thing for a long time or the the men that are coming after it they are relentless um now i'm assuming I, i well yeah yeah relentless i think that'd be good now some say well that's a stupid name taz that name fucking sucks well then i would say well wait a minute some of you that would think that that sucks a lot of you guys are probably New Japan Pro Wrestling fans, and everything New Japan does is the greatest thing in the world. You guys love New Japan. Oh my God, New Japan! Oh my God, New Japan is the oh Okay, one of the worst names of a championship I've ever heard in my life is the NEVER Open Championship. The concept's cool. It don't matter if you're a heavyweight or or junior, but that con- that you could fight each other. That that concept's cool. The name is to me, I don't like the name, and that thing's over pretty good. The NEVER Open Championship. So if you don't like the name, Relentless championship for wwe then you don't like never you don't like never open <laughs> the, the word never across you know a gold belt and big block letters bold letters never that's what the belt looks like you know and that thing's going pretty good you know what i'm saying i mean that that really they've they've had great champions you know you know guys like will osprey have it jeff cobb have it you know what i mean uh, uh tanaka you know so so legitimate guy you know really good guys uh, uh, you know, Goto had it, Ishii had it. So anyway, uh, I'm just saying. Like to me, the name Relentless. I think that might be better. Um, but whatever, it don't matter. We're we're, we're spitballing here, and it is, they they named it 24 seven. I I don't like the name of the belt, but that's 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 okay. It's the concept I do like. I I think that most of you probably don't like it. <laughs> um. Someone tweeted me, asked me if I like the way the actual belt looks I do You know what it reminds me of? It's that kind of green leather I, The belt reminds me of a boxing belt Because of that green I can't, I'm drawing a blank on the Might have been when Tyson was the champ um, Back in the day I think he had a green leather belt um, WBO, whatever boxing organization it was uh, Yeah, I, 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 I do like it I Because it's, it's a round plate and it reminded me, anytime I see a round plate, I think of the FTW championship, which is near and dear to my heart, as you guys know. And that was a round plate. And that, the the second, the second, uh, when I redesigned the FTW belt. So I like round plates on it. I think that's cool. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of uh, Mike Tyson. Yeah, he had, he did have a green belt. And it's a WCB, WBC belt. Um, he had a lot of championships, but one of them was the green belt. And if you look at it, it's a similar color green um, as the twenty four seven. In my eyes, it's similar color green. You know, so that's what it But I like—I don't—I I like the look of it. I just don't like that big twenty four slash seven in the middle of it. <laughs> that makes it look a little bit like a toy, to be frank, uh, because I don't like the name, like I said. But I like the—I the, the, like the green. Because you know it's cool, it's different, and I like the round plate. I like all that. I just don't like you know the main plate. I just don't like the twenty four seven name or the that that's on there. I just don't. Um, concept, I'm down with because like I'm telling you. Um, and remember, everybody was going nuts. So the way the belt looks, if you if you're bitching about that, you, you're going to stop bitching in about a week because no one's bitching anymore about you. Remember the universal title? Everybody was going nuts oh my god it's fucking red it's fucking horrible oh my god a red belt. A red belt. stop i was like oh god everybody's crying that's a red belt please no one thinks about it. it's a universal belt's red anymore really it's okay fuck i had an orange belt people thought it was cool <laughs> so you know i mean it's yeah let me get back to the topic at hand it's the it's the concept of the 24-7 thing that talent's getting more opportunity if they're not in a main title run or main angle not just title an angle that's got a lot of focus and a lot of tv time budgeted for it now you know you could you could go a couple of weeks in a row where you're in this 24 7 championship angle where you're getting some you're getting some love you're getting some pub and it's important and that's how you can get to the next level so it it does i think that they're they're the reason why they made this title is to do what I just said Give more opportunity to to. They have so many people on the, on, the, on the roster To give more opportunities I know a lot of people are like, well, none of these There's too many belts, so none of them mean nothing Guys, listen, this is not 1982 anymore, okay? You know, you, you, got, you got a lot of talent And I will defend WWE be honest, You got a lot of talent You do you, you and I'm not I, look. Is, do they have a lot of belts? Well, let's think about this for a second. They got a lot of belts, but hey, they got a lot of brands. So of course they got a lot of belts. <laughs> of course they got a lot of championships. They got a SmackDown brand. They got a Raw brand. They got an NXT brand. They got a 205 brand. They got a U, uh, an NXT UK, uh, UK brand. <laughs> I mean, you got to have champions in these things. They have they push men. They push women they push tag teams do the math seriously so let's not just bitch to bitch i mean really so i don't know i mean if i'm looking at a at any of those championships that maybe they could do away with <clears throat> some would say i might say all right well look you, okay let's say secondary titles you're not doing away with the IC title the history of that thing you're not doing away with that it's just never gonna happen And it shouldn't happen you're not doing away with the U.S. Championship same thing it's Not gonna happen what are you gonna do you're gonna do away With, uh, with the, the WWE Cruiserweight Championship no that would Be stupid because they have a division And it's a, and people dig it and it's Cool are you gonna have one tag Team champ no you're gonna have Smackdown champs you're gonna have raw champs okay so you're not Getting rid of that well, what are you gonna do you did a big push and a big Thing to have the uh, WWE women's tag team titles and now you have that. You're gonna get rid of that? No. Okay, we well, you go, go Go to NXT. You're not, you're not, you know, forget the main titles. Forget Baszler and Gargano Okay, you're gonna you okay, so maybe, maybe the North American Championship you can get do away with. Maybe. But Velveteen Dream is in a position where he's been getting over and he's over so much that he's helping make that. And they've had some cool, you know, good good talents who have that title. But that might be one of the only titles maybe if they got rid of, I'd be like, okay, cool. You can't touch the NXT UK titles. You can't do it. There's three of them. A main title, which Walter has, the tag team titles, and Tony Storm's title as the women's champ. So what are you going to do? Now, if they had a secondary title in NXT UK, they didn't have a problem with that. If they had the Sheffield, the WWE NXT Sheffield Champion, then that would be horrible. If it was the Manchester UK title, no, no, you can't do that. They're not doing that. So I'm just saying, everybody's like, "God, oh, there's too many titles. Listen, stop. Seriously. I I I I I'm just telling you, I disagree with that. I just went through the litany of titles they have. They have a lot of brands. They have a lot of talent. Therefore, you need to have a lot of championships. It's really simply that simple. Fact. Telling you. It's that simple. Sorry. For me, it is anyway. All right. Well, anyway, that's the deal. hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thanks for downloading it. Make sure you subscribe if you didn't. Listen, there's a litany of content out there that covers wrestling. It's just, it's, it's, it's almost nauseating uh, how much is out there. So I appreciate you guys that have been loyal to me for as long as you've been, or new to my content. Maybe you left and came back. I appreciate you. If you hear me, you're you're here. So thank you, because I know there's a lot of shit out there. So thanks so much for, for being loyal to me or coming back to me. I appreciate it. Now, I know I joke around a lot, but I'm being serious. All right, guys, I'm Taz. not. I'll talk to you during the week again. Take care. All these people like to fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top 10. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen. Man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Because we've been doing our own thing.